Becky. Welcome to the Fitness Simplified Podcast. Hey, Kim. Thank you very much. So glad we connected here. Yes, I'm grateful that you reached out. I'm pretty excited to talk to you. You have such a robust set of tips on your uh, feed, so I'm excited. Oh, well, thank you so much. I'm so glad to hear that. So, Becky, why don't you introduce yourself to us a little bit? Becky and I have actually never spoken before. We just know each other from my Instagram page and the messages we've had back and forth um, from it. Yes. So you cut out a little bit there. I didn't quite hear. I think you said we had never spoken before. I don't know if there was anything else that was pertinent. Well, I love if you could go ahead and introduce yourself a little bit. Tell us what you do, where you're from. Okay. Um, My name is Becky. I live in Maryland, uh, really just kind of a DC suburb. Um, I have four boys and I work as a photographer and that's what I do. (laughs) Very cool. Four boys. What are their ages? um, 13, 11, seven, and four. Whoa. That is a lot of work. (laughs) (laughs) It's a lot of noise. It's a lot of noise and a lot of mess. (laughs) Yes, that encapsulates boys quite nicely. (laughs) Noise and mess. You got it. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Okay, so Becky, tell Uh us this. What is your main fitness goal and what is keeping you from it? Okay, so my main fitness goal, I think, is just to get lean again. Um, I always had a pretty athletic build and... um, at some point I just stopped (laughs) having that build. I think it kind of snuck on. Um, Four years ago, I got um, plantar fasciitis Mm -hmm. and um, my fourth came home. Um, My second tour adopted. So my fourth came home, I got plantar fasciitis. And between those two things, I really just stopped exercising. And um, I've had hypothyroidism for a long time, um, most of my adult life, at least, you know, since it was diagnosed. And it never really affected my weight very much um, or, or at all. But something happened um, when I stopped exercising. And I think the hypothyroidism got a little out of control. A lot of the symptoms started to worsen. And um, I just kind of put on probably about to look fluffy or squishy Mm -hmm. or um, just maternal and middle-aged and uh, not really how I want to look. And I really floundered. Um, So when I kind of realized it was going on, I kind of went back to my old standby, which was running, which I always hated. I was never fast, but it, you know, it worked (laughs) and it was something you could just put your shoes on and go out in the morning before Mm -hmm. the other kids um, needed me or anything like that. So I went to that and I went to calorie counting And not only did the scale not budge, I would say it kind of slowly started to climb. And I just stopped for Lent a couple years ago, actually. I gave up weighing myself (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) because I felt like (laughs) that was the thing that was really causing myself to be so worldly focused. Um, I was just obsessed with this weight. I noticed one Mm -hmm. night that I was not drinking water because I wanted to have a lower weigh in in the morning. I mean, yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? And so Mm -hmm. that just, so then I kind of, honestly, I just, Kim, I gave up. I was like, I just don't think this is possible with my hypothyroidism. I thought I had a good run of it, um, but I'm getting older and I have hypothyroidism. How old are you, Becky? I'm, I'm 39. I'll be 40 in January. And um, so that's what I was convinced was keeping me from fitness. Um, 
slowly, slowly, slowly with the help of the community on Instagram. I'm trying to confront this limited thinking that says I, I can't change. Um, And I'm starting to believe, well, of course I can. (laughs) I'm just not good enough. (laughs) Um, That's great news. That's great news. mm -hmm. And I would say challenge yourself on the idea that you're not trying hard enough. Mm -hmm. It sounds like you tried an awful lot and that you still are trying. It just sounds like maybe you were going about it and not using the most effective ways. So I think sometimes we're hard on ourselves and say like, I'm just not trying hard enough. I need to try harder. I I need to restrict more. Oh, you cut out. Are you there? In 2017, I just posted about this yesterday. In 2017, I decided like something's got to give here because, um, really like almost the self-loathing, which is pretty ridiculous. Um, you know, I've got a, I've got a great life and, um, I, I actually have a build that, you know, some people, uh, I can, I can put, I can carry weight, I would say a little mm-hmm. more easily than some people. So really to be experiencing self-loathing over this is pretty, is pretty ridiculous. And, um, even, well, actually, even if I didn't have a build that could carry weight, well, it yeah. would still be ridiculous to, um, be dealing with that. And so in 2017, I was like, I need to start confronting this in a way that is, um, working with my body instead of fighting against it. So I just made three really simple rules for myself. And I said, I'm going to commit to doing these every single day, no weekends off, nothing, 365 days a year. I'm going to do three simple things. I'm going to tell us what those are. Well, the first was I was going to eat seven servings of fruits or vegetables. So I wasn't going to restrict anything, but I was going to make sure I was putting nutrients in my body. Two, I would walk at least a mile every day. So I was just getting out and being active. Um, And again, obviously more some days. And three, I would do at least 10 minutes of yoga a day, which I think was super powerful for me because it allowed me to start paying attention to, you know, my lower back always hurts because my hips are incredibly tight or oh, I can't do that pose, not because my arms aren't strong enough, but because my shoulders aren't open, you know? And so it really Mm -hmm. did teach me to pay attention to my body. So I feel like I took last year to kind of um, really stop being at war with myself. And now this year, yeah, I, it really, I think that was a good, I think that was a good year for me. That was a good kind of hiatus. And so this year, um, well, first of all, when I stopped having the 365 day a year commitment, I completely fell. I wasn't doing anything. Okay. And then I, let's put it that way. And, um, so then it was just a month ago that I was like, okay, here's, here's what we got to do. We got to step it up a notch, but hopefully still be, um, yeah, not depriving myself, um, not disliking myself, um, not harming, you know, not injuring myself just to, um, be more fit, you know, and to work with myself a little bit more. So does that make sense? Absolutely. Well, I think that your three rule, um, plan (laughs) and that you completed it is amazing. What a great, what a great thing to do. I just felt like I had to get to a point where I enjoyed exercising, even if it was really limited, I had to get to a point where I enjoyed it, where I didn't want to go with a day without it rather than where I, where I had come from, you know, that's amazing. And that's where you are now. Yeah. I, yeah, I think I am actually. Yeah. Now, honestly, it's more of a time issue. And then 
like you and I have discussed some, and hopefully we're going to keep discussing today, just not knowing exactly what's right for me. Got know? it. So your number one goal right now then is to take what you've done already and get to the point where you're lean again. That's yes. what you would like to do. Yes. And right now, are you continuing to walk and do yoga and eat vegetables and fruit? What are you, what are you doing at this moment? Okay. So yeah, my only nutrition things are, I do, I have stuck with the seven servings of fruits or vegetables a day. Um, I've gone through phases where I've been like no sugar, no gluten, this or that. Mm -hmm. I don't know, Kim. (laughs) I love to cook. I love to cook. I love to have people over. I love to entertain. Um, My mom was really like ahead of her time. Uh, nutrition wise, my mom is super fit and looks great. And um, isn't she's not self conscious about it. It's really not anything she even puts a lot of thought into. We just grew up, we didn't have a lot of money. We just ate real food. She didn't ever restrict anything. She was never concerned about what was health food or what wasn't. She believed in having us drink full fat milk. She thought we were too skinny and we needed it. I mean, so I kind of feel like following her footsteps a little bit that she just, she didn't think too much about it, but because we really couldn't afford to eat out or we couldn't afford chips or even things like making cookies with real butter was like a special treat. We Mm -hmm we, we all did fine. You know, we looked, we looked great. And, um, so I kind of feel like that's where I want to be with my nutrition. I want to be, um, eating healthy things and putting nutrients in my body, but I really am loath to go back to this place where I'm, um, separating everything into a health food or not a health food. Does that make sense? Absolutely. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And I personally am of the opinion that there is no value in labeling foods like good foods versus bad foods, Mm. and that there's plenty of place in our nutrition each day, Mm -hmm. um, in each week for all kinds of foods. Mm. So the question I would have for you then is, Mm -hmm. um, when you're ready to get, so you're ready to get lean. Yeah, I'm ready. Like I'm definitely committed now. (laughs) What do you think is the, the main thing a person needs in order to be lean? Like, what do you think you have to do? Well, I have become convinced, and I'm just hoping it's true. I think it's my limiting beliefs that keep me from believing it. I've become convinced. I think I just need to put more muscle on, and I think resistance training is probably the biggest thing that I'm missing. I walk a lot. Um, My husband and I walk every morning. We walk and pray together. Um, I'm just active. I love to garden, so I I think it's resistance training is the biggest thing that I'm missing um, from an exercise standpoint. Nutrition. (laughs) I don't know. That is still a little bit of a man, Kim, I just read a lot and everything conflicts and I know what I want. What do you want? What do you want? Wholesome food and be done with it, you know, but I I don't, I don't know. I really don't know. And I know there's a lot of, there's a lot of research about out there about hypothyroidism and going on, um, um, low, what is it? Low inflammation diets and, Mm -hmm. um, definitely going gluten-free, but generally speaking, all of that research has been tied to Hashimoto's, which is when Uh your hypothyroidism is caused by, um, uh, uh, what is it when your immune system attacks you? Um, an autoimmune, it's like an autoimmune response. And that's why your thyroid, 
Um, and that is not the condition that you have, correct? That is not. No, they tested my antibodies and I don't, there's no indication that I have Hashimoto's. What they think okay. actually happened is it kind of burned itself up after my pregnancies. So let me tell you this, as far as fitness goes, I think you're right on the money with what you need fitness wise. Okay. Doing resistance training is going to be Good. a huge game changer for you. Okay. If you start lifting weights um, and we can talk about the best way for you to get started. Okay. Um, well, a good way. There's you know, best <laughs> is such a crazy word, a good way for you to get started. I think you've hit the nail right on the head with what you need fitness wise. Okay. Now, nutritionally, yeah. I'm going to tell you this getting lean, the nutrition piece trumps that even more. Right. Ooh, so that's yes. a, okay. right. I know no one wants to hear it. We all wish it was, <laughs> we all wish it was not so. You wish you could is. do it in 30 minutes a day, not 24 hours a day. I know. <laughs> I know. I'm so with you. I yeah. totally get it. So here's the thing. It sounds to me like you're, you're wanting things to be simple and you don't want to overthink things and you don't want this to be a big deal in your life. Am I, am I correct? Am I understanding that? Yes. I don't want to, I'm okay limiting, you know, certain food groups, but I'm not okay cutting anything out just because, um, yeah, I, I just, I just enjoy the act of cooking and sharing food too much for that to become such a restrictive thing in my life, you know? Got it. For sure. I actually am not a proponent of cutting out food groups. I just don't think it's necessary unless there is some reason if you're allergic or, um, you know, I have had clients with Hashimoto's yeah. and they do have a very restricted diet. So if yeah. it turns out that you have some things you need to cut out for that reason, that's different. But mm -hmm. for simple weight loss, I don't think it's necessary. Yeah. What it comes down to is calories. Mm -hmm. Now, you can count calories. Yep. You can find other ways to manage calories without counting. Yeah. Personally, I am a huge fan of having people track and count their calories at okay. least for a time yep. because I think the education piece is huge. Yeah. Learning what, okay, let's say learning, for example, what does four ounces of chicken look like and how many calories is that? Right. You know, yeah. what types of breakfasts can I have that keep me full? And these are the amount of calories in it and I'm losing weight. So that yeah. kind of information, mm -hmm. that being said, if a person does not want to count calories, if that does feel too restrictive for you, um, another really good way to do it is to give yourself, um, for every meal, you have, um, a template that you would follow saying mm -hmm. that you're going to have half a plate of vegetables and a quarter of plate of lean protein right. and the rest of the plate you're going to use up with some starch or, um, yeah some fruit and a little bit of fat. Right. And so you could just follow that template mm -hmm. for three meals a day, mm -hmm. which so. I think for me that the counting makes more sense just because like I said, I mean, so for instance, for breakfast this morning, I had leftover palak paneer that I made. And so, you know, that's got cheese. It's got a lot of greens. It's got, when you're doing a lot of cooking, sometimes it's not, it's not quite that simple. You know, sometimes you are mixing your proteins and your carbs and stuff. You're not just gotcha. in, eating ingredients, you know? So my tell me that word you said again, what did you make this? Morning? Oh, <laughs> you get it at Indian restaurants. Um, it's called Palak, P-A-L-A-K, Paneer, P-A-N-E-E-R. Oh, -E yeah. Yeah. It's try it the next time you go eat Indian. It's delicious. I, I made it at home, but, um, it's really, really delicious. Um, in fact, my son last night didn't, my oldest didn't, enormous amounts of spinach. It's like 20 ounces oh. of spinach cooks down oh, 
And so you're eating cheese too, but it's a, it's a fresh cheese. It's not, um, it's really, it's really good. So anyhow, um, for me, I think counting would work better, but here's, I have some like psychological. When it comes to that, is that, is that okay? Is this a good point? Can you say that one more time? You cut out, you said you have some psychological barriers to, um, to calorie counting that I'd like to ask you how you you advise people. So, well, um, so first of all, I, um, I I have definitely counted calories in the past and it's been, um, well, let me ask you a practical question first. Okay. A very practical question is just, um, determining how many you need. And I know that there are, I know that there's, you know, little calculators to do that. Mm -hmm. I do tend to be someone with a big appetite. Even when I was lean, I always had a really big appetite. Um, and so it, um, it always makes me a little nervous to just go with a calculator because, um, well, how do you know if you're doing it right? So I mean, aren't people just here's the thing. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And I think this might ease your, your anxiety about that a little bit. Yeah. Any calculator you use, and I'll help you come up with a baseline here. Mm-hmm. Um, anything you use is intended to be a starting point. It is not meant to be a definitive answer. Right. And so what you do is you use whatever calculation you're going to use, and then you take that calorie count and you try it for a good period of weeks, like three to four weeks, mm-hmm. and you hit those calories every day, and then you observe what happens. Mm-hmm. If you don't lose any weight and, you're, and that's the calorie count you've hit and you've been consistent with it, you then bump your calories down, maybe 50 to 100 calories, and mm-hmm. you try again. Mm-hmm. If you're losing at a nice steady rate and you're happy with that, you keep them there. Right. If you happen to be losing at some crazy rate, which doesn't usually happen, <laughs> you, could, you, you could up your calories. So the anxiety about like, what is the exact right number of calories for me mm-hmm. can be eased knowing that it's a period of trial and error right. and you have to be willing to stick with it. And it's not, there is not, I'm not going to be able to, nobody is going to be able to give you a number that Becky, this is the exact number of calories you need to lose weight it's going to be a trial and error kind of thing. That being said, there's two suggestions I would have to Mm -hmm. find that number one. And I don't know, since you do a lot of cooking, I don't know if you eat a lot of the same things you could just observe. You Mm -hmm. could start right now, um, get on my fitness pal and just start logging every day, what you eat and do that for two weeks. And then average those calories and see how many calories do you eat on a typical day and what's happening with you and what's happening Mm. with your weight. If you generally stay the same, and that's the number of calories you at, we'll go ahead and reduce it by like 20%, 10 that's to really 20%, smart. right? Yeah. So that's mm-hmm. one way to do it. We'll, we'll, we'll see that. Or you could just um, use an easy calorie calculation. So mm-hmm. generally you could pick a number, a multiplier, 10, 11, 12, mm-hmm. um, pick one of those and multiply it by your body weight currently mm-hmm. and use that. So if you were say 150 pounds, multiply it by 10, by 10 1500 calories a day hit that calorie count for the next three weeks and see what happens. Mm-hmm. So those are two possible ways to come up with um, a good calorie deficit for you. What yeah. do you think about that? That make, Well, that, that does make sense. I really like the idea of just tracking and seeing, you know, what's happening. If I'm maintaining weight at that, then, you know, it okay. could just be, you know, geez, cut out the half and half in your coffee and cut out, I don't know, 
one other thing and you're, you're almost, you know, on a slow deficit right there. I kind of like it because it almost suggests to you almost immediately the way to go. Um, yeah. So I kind of really like that idea. Now, do you feel that calorie count? It sounds like there's no way around the fact that calorie counting and weighing yourself just go hand in hand. For this, for sure, because you want to be able to see what's happening and, and that's the most direct way to see what's happening. I mean, you can also, um, and I would suggest you do it, take circumference measurements. So, mm-hmm. so measure your waist, um, measure your hips, measure your chest, measure your thigh, uh, write those down. Yeah. Also taking progress pictures. So like yeah. with as little, little clothing on as possible, like yeah. in a two-piece <laughs> bathing suit, take some pictures at the yeah. beginning and then uh-huh. look at them. I like to use those things all together as a group to say like what's happening, you know, mm-hmm. and using the scale. I do like using the scale with both myself and with clients. I think um, there's no reason to be afraid of it if you can approach it in this way. And the way that you need to be to learn to approach the scale and not everybody can do it, in which case the scale is not a good tool, Mm -hmm. is to be able to approach it without it dictating how you feel about yourself for the rest of the day. Right. So you get on and you write the number down. And that number is a piece of data that you're going to use in figuring things out. If you get on and the number means, yay, this is the best day ever, or I suck, it's probably not the best tool for you. Right, which is where I was, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, you know, and that's the kind of thing that um, a person can grow into. So there might be like a little bit of an uncomfortable period at first where you kind of have to get used to that. Mm -hmm. It's not a natural thing. We are kind of conditioned at this point just with how the scale is looked at to feel that way. But you can kind of give it a trial period and see like, can I disassociate my feelings about myself from the number on that scale? And if you can, great. If you can't, you can put it away. Yeah. No, that makes sense. And maybe, maybe it is time for me to try it again. Well, my, my next question is similar. It's about um, that kind of mindset and becoming, do you find that you or your clients, um, the more that you track calories, the more, um, it's good to be thoughtful about your food, but do you feel like it can get borderline just obsessive about your food that you're kind of well, constantly sure. obsessing over it? And then what do you do as a safeguard? Because when I, when I, like I said, that four years ago where I kind of, I felt like I just aged a lot in one year when mm-hmm. I wasn't exercising. And I was, you know, eating no more than 1400 calories a day and I was just not losing weight. And it just, I mean, it made no sense at all. Um, I have actually since added a, um, a, a medication for my, for my mm-hmm. hy- hypothyroidism as well, which I, I do, I do think it was symptomatic at that point. I don't think it was just what was going on with my body, but I think that's managed, but you know, I was just becoming so, um, I just felt like I couldn't enjoy food anymore. Yeah. Um, and I would do things like, you know, cause you know, my fitness pal, it'll say like, if you ate like this for three weeks, you would lose yeah. 10 pounds, you know? And I would just, be like, <laughs> I'd be like, Oh, I I'm hungry and I could have this or I could just not. And yeah. that was especially devastating when it would say based on my calories, I should be losing 10 pounds in a month. And I would be, you know, yeah. staying the same or gaining a pound, you know, it was just really psychologically. It was just, uh-huh. honestly, it was devastating. So I think, I think personally, first of all, yes, I do think it's what you just described can totally happen. Um, listening to you, I think it won't happen to you because I think you're in a different place now than mm. you were then. And mm-hmm. you're very aware of it. I think that happens to people who aren't aware of, of that danger. So mm. this is what I would say, as far as those, my mm. fitness pal things, the only thing I would look at if I were you, when I got on there, mm-hmm. I wouldn't read any of that stuff. I wouldn't look at all the data. I would look at 
you know, typing in my calories, what's mm-hmm. my total calorie count. And I would look at protein. Um, mm-hmm. So a good way to figure out your protein is to multiply 0.7 times your current body weight. Oh, and okay. that'll give you a good starting point for a protein goal 0.7 to one. I don't okay. think you need to go straight for one times your body weight right now. I would start on that lower end and hit okay. that every day. Okay. And then literally don't look at anything else on there. Don't read any okay. of that stuff, right? <laughs> don't let that get into your head. Um, and okay. the other thing is to approach this as I'm not trying to win a race to how fast can I lose weight. I'm trying to yeah. come up with a way that I can learn to eat in a manner that for the rest of my life, if I eat this way, yeah. I will be able to maintain my weight, yeah. right? And so if you're approaching it, not as like, this has to be super fast, I don't get that there's some like event that you're trying to lose weight for, right? This isn't no. like, right? Nope. So, nope, nope. so then coming at it as an approach of like, I don't need to be fast. I don't need to lose 10 pounds this month, right? Yeah. I need to be able to enjoy my life and main, and lose my, and lose the weight, right? Yeah. And so there's, there's this less of an urgency to it mm-hmm. um, and more of a sense of ease yes. that this can take as long as it's going to take, right? And this is a learning process and I'm going to see what happens and life is going to happen and my kid's going to barf and... <laughs> I'm not going to be able to make the dinner I had planned and just rolling with that and realizing that the next time you eat is the perfect opportunity to get right back on track Mm -hmm. kind of really takes the edge of that off. Mm -hmm. Do you see what I'm saying? Yes. And, you know, and also what what we started talking about earlier, not categorizing foods into good and bad, Yeah. you know, and allowing yourself to have, you know, some cake or some whatever it is you like, Yeah. you know, and fitting that into your calories. So it's not the sense of, I can, I can eat French fries again once I have lost my weight, you know, right. that, that we find ways to fit these because they can, they can, anything can fit into a, into a weight loss diet. You just, you make, um, you make trade-offs, right? Maybe right. you're not going to drink a glass of wine and eat a piece of cake and eat some fries, but, <laughs> but you can do one of those things. Yes. You know? <laughs> It'll definitely be the fries. <laughs> Was it? Okay. Oh, yeah. That's yeah and everybody... <laughs> And everybody, see, for me, it would be the cake. So (laughs) everybody has their things, right? And so it's it's learning to kind of do this without Mm -hmm. that sense of urgency Mm -hmm. um, and making a choice to be that way. And when you start Mm -hmm. feeling that sense of it has to be right now, like mm-hmm. checking yourself and reaching out, reaching out to somebody. You could always text me and I'll be like, knock it off, Becky. <laughs> <You know? laughs> um, yeah. That's not what you're doing, you know? Yeah. 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 Though that's really, that's really helpful. It's encouraging just to hear you say, I don't think you would necessarily do that. Now, one thing I've definitely learned from just, um, it was, so it was my husband's idea. He was like, he's a little behind in the social media. He was like, you need to blog <laughs> this. He was was just throwing out the, you know, baby with the bathwater. And I thought about it the next day and I thought, you know, he is really right because this isn't the kind of thing that you just talk about with your friends. Honestly, it's like politics. It's a very personal, emotional issue. People are uncomfortable talking about it, but I need a community to do this with, you know? So that day I started the Instagram account. And so, um, which I've only had, I guess, five or six weeks now, but he was totally right. And so one of the things I've learned from being in this little tiny community that has, I've gathered around myself just in the last five or six weeks is um, this mental game is just as difficult and requires just as much commitment as the workouts, you know, stopping yeah. the negative thoughts, speaking out loud to yourself, <laughs> words of affirmation and encouragement, and really truth. It's really truth that, you know, we have to speak to ourselves. And that is probably the biggest thing that has surprised me um, is that 
the, the people who have been successful have just found a way to really be in charge of their minds, you know? Um, and I think that's the biggest thing that I'm lacking, honestly, going into this. So um, See, that's so huge. That's so huge. Yeah. And you know what's interesting? <laughs> what's so what's interesting that? to me, Becky, is that you just said that. <laughs> You're so introspective about this stuff and you have such insight <laughs> and then you go and say, but that's what I'm lacking. Uh, no, it's not. <laughs> well, no, it's not. You have yeah. it. You're not, you need to. And you know what? Mm. You totally have that because a lot of people don't even realize how big the mental piece is here. Mm-mm. And it's huge that you do. Everybody thinks it's just physical, right? Like, or yeah. it's just, you know, I'm going to go. I'm going to get a meal plan and it's all going to be good, right? But realizing how much of this is mental because no matter how prepared you are going into this and no Mm -hmm. matter how much you want it, you're going to have bad days and you're going to have days Mm -hmm. where you feel like, I am not doing really well with this. I don't know if Mm -hmm. I should keep going. And the ability to move on from that and not get so caught up in one bad day is huge. It's huge. Yeah. Yeah. I really believe. and, And building this community you're talking about is so helpful for that you know, when I kind of threw in the towel before, I think psychologically that some things had to change. I don't think I was in a healthy place, but I threw everything out and I almost wonder, you know, was I right around the corner from a breakthrough? You know, like what, what would have happened, you know? And I just kind of, um, trying to, uh, commit to myself. You're not, you're not going to do this this time. You know, you're not going to do it. You're going to stick with it. You're going to trust the process. And, uh, yeah, you're going to en- enjoy it. That's what I'm trying to tell myself. But it's yes, really that's a easy. good thing to tell yourself. <laughs> and I really do think this idea of having a community, having support, having accountability Absolutely. is yeah. huge for all of that. Yeah. It's huge because you yeah. are going to have bad days and you are going to have moments yes. where you're like, this is not working mm-hmm. and the scale is going to get stuck or you're going to, yep. you're going to struggle with food anxiety. And yep. in those moments, having somebody to support you and hold you accountable is huge. I really think so. And to be honest with you, the fact that it's kind of a semi anonymous community, I actually do think is better because like I said, it gets, you know, you know, anybody who's ever dieted with their husband knows exactly how that goes, (laughs) right? (laughs) What? What are you talking about? (laughs) And then, you know, with your, with your friend or whatever it is, there's just a lot of dynamics that get introduced in. And this is really a community that's just about helping each other with our goals. Um, and that's, that's, that's pretty cool. It's actually amazing that it exists out there. It's pretty encouraging. Yes, I totally agree. So yeah. Becky, why don't you tell us your Instagram handle so that people oh. who want to join your community and, you know, be a part of this and support each other can, can join up. Yes. Well, it's actually based on this exact idea that we were talked about that I'm not going to give up. So it's called, um, <laughs> it's called consistency is the secret sauce. Um, just because, like I said, I've kind of come to the conclusion it's not this food group or that food group or this kind of working out or that working out. It's just being consistent with whatever I do is what I think, I hope (laughs) I'm crossing my fingers. I'm choosing to believe is ultimately going to make the difference. It is. It totally is. I'm with you a hundred percent. It's definitely, it's going to make the difference. Okay. So then here's, so this is the plan that you're going to, for the next two weeks, mm -hmm. you're going to log your food and you're going to see what your calorie count is. Okay. You're also going to make note of how much, um, the other piece of information you're going to take note of is how many grams of protein are you eating every day? Yeah. And you're going to weigh yourself. So this is how I have my clients weigh themselves. You get on the scale first thing in the morning, Uh totally naked after Mm -hmm. you go to the bathroom Mm -hmm. before you eat anything. (laughs) (laughs) And that just standardizes it. Right. Okay. Um, and you write that down and then 
we'll talk again in a couple of weeks and we'll see, we'll see where you're at. So can and I ask you a question if I'm just of course. not quite ready for that? Can I just do measurements for the next couple of weeks? Sure. Or you yeah. really think it's very important that I do the scale? You know what? If you really don't feel ready for it, don't do it. I don't think I am yet. I don't think okay. I, I'm going to, I'm going to do measurements. I will do measurements. I'll start. Okay. Do measurements and, and, and take some progress pictures Tomorrow too. Morning. Yes. I'll do that. Just take well. some pictures just to see. Okay. Um, and then pay attention to, okay. um, pay attention to how those measurements go. Yeah. And then we can see about adjusting them. Okay. That's um, a good plan. And we can also talk about weight training. Okay. Good plan. Does that right. sound good? Yes. Thanks. Kim. Thank you so much. This has been such a useful conversation and I think you're going to kill it. You just, well, it's been useful for me as well. And, um, I don't know, I'm going to just keep trying things, I guess, till it works one way or another. <laughs> <laughs> hey, exactly. Consistency. Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's it. Yes. All right. Well, thank All you right, so Becky, much. It's so Kim. good talking to you. You too. Take care. Take care. Bye-bye.